Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, coming back for part two. This is season two, episode number 22. We're going to talk about some injuries, news and notes to tee up our NFL week 17 pick four. Got Mad Money Mike here with me, Big Bet Brent, and I'm just going to roll right through this. Lamar Jackson is probable-ish with an ankle injury. We'll really find out Wednesday if it looks like he's going to come back and play this week. Miles Sanders running back for the Eagles is having an MRI on his hand. So you'll want to stay tuned for that to see what his status will be for next week. Derrick Henry running back for the Titans could return as early as week 18. Shaq Barrett, Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker had a sprained ACL MCL. So it's not a complete tear. So he's, he'll be back for the playoffs, which is really good news. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire running back for the Chiefs. Uh, his collarbone is not broken, so he likely will not play this week, but could be back as soon as next week. He's considered week to week. Jimmy Garoppolo from that Thursday night game last week before Christmas. Turns out he injured his thumb and it's pretty bad. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, right now it's considered questionable, but um, this is a, a new injury that popped up, so you'll want to keep close tabs on that as the 49ers are clinging to one of those last playoff spots. Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings, re-aggravated his high ankle sprain and it is considered questionable. And the running back for the Rams, Daryl Henderson, got put on IR for his MCL injury. Now the Rams recently activated Cam Akers, another running back off of IR as well. So um, the Rams are good at, you know, one in, one out. Uh, you know, they got OBJ and then they lost uh, Robert Woods to IR from the wide receiver standpoint like five, six weeks ago. So um, this is another case of that. Of course, guys, we talked in the last pod about how COVID, uh, there are over 250 active cases last week. And it seems like that is uh, going to continue uh, at least for this week. So uh, we're making these picks on Monday night. So you're just going to need to stay updated because the situation changes so quickly from the COVID standpoint. So there's there's no way to, to, to forever stay on top of that. So Mad Money Mike, any last notes you wanted to add before we get into this NFL Week 17 pick four? No, I mean, no, you said it all. You know, obviously Jimmy G is faking the thumb injury because he's scared and he knows he can't play. Um, you know, the the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and the ankle injury, like go ahead and, uh, you know, hit the ATM and get ready to bet against the Ravens. There's no way him coming back is a positive. And uh, other than that, man, I think that, uh, you know, you covered it all. You covered it all. Appreciate it as always. You know, a lot of depth of information there. And, uh, you know, just really, you can, it's interesting how you can tune into that last segment right there, the, those injury updates, and, and you can formulate a, a betting plan just based on that information, man. Big deal this time of year. The injuries and everything uh, that you went over is going to be a factor come Sunday. Excellent. All right. With that, 
Let's head into our NFL Week 17 pick for Mad Money Mike. There is no more Thursday night football, which means that Boo. there are – I know. There's more sleeps before the next football game, which is bad. But it's getting down to crunch time. We have two regular season games left before the playoffs. Only one team in each conference gets a bye. In the last pod, we talked about how many teams, particularly in the AFC, are still in the playoff hunt. And not only that, teams are jockeying for position for home field advantage for uh, you know first round of the playoffs. So with that, let's get into game number one, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> So the Chiefs are 11-4, and four, and they're on an eight-game win streak, and they just dominated the Steelers last week. They're heading into Cincinnati, who just dominated the Ravens. We talked about that last pod, but the Ravens had a decimated secondary with injuries, and they had a third-string quarterback. Nevertheless, the Bengals are 9-6 and six on a two-game win streak, and they are at home five-point underdogs. So they're getting five points. The over-under is 50 points. Mad Money Mike, I'm rolling with the Chiefs here. Eight-game win streak. They look really good. The Bengals really popped off this past week, but I think that the Raven. Okay, so both teams crushed last week. Which team is better? In my mind, even on the road, give me the Chiefs. Give me the five points. What do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one. This is actually, as always, a spectacular line. You know, both of these teams played garbage teams last week. The Chiefs beating up on the Steelers meant absolutely nothing, and the Bengals beating up on the Ravens meant absolutely nothing in terms of looking back at what they just did. So you got to move beyond that, and you got to think about the way the Chiefs' defense is playing, the way their offense is playing, and you have to think about the Bengals, the way that they've had ups and downs. You know, it's it, this is a gun-to-the-head segment, man. Believe me, nobody wants to die just after Christmas. I have got to take the Chiefs as well. This is a this is a uh, it's a lock ditto moment, man. I am with you. Uh, there's just no way that at this juncture I'm going to go against the Chiefs. You got to take the Chiefs at five. You got to. Love it. If I remember our last pod, Week 16 picks, we agreed on a lot of picks. And... I was a little bit concerned that, you know, the the anti-bets were going to, uh, you know, we're going to take advantage. You know, they, they were going to get the better of us, but that was not the case. And so this week, the fact that we are on the same page, I think is great news. And I hope that our loyal listeners are taking notes diligently. All right. With that, let's head to our next game, the Rams heading into Baltimore. <laughs> So the Rams are also 11-4, and four, same record as the Chiefs. They're on a four-game win streak, headed into Baltimore to face the Ravens, who are 8-7, and seven, on a four-game losing streak. Like I said on the last pod, on the outside looking in for the playoffs, the Ravens are. Meanwhile, the Rams are still jockeying for position, and if the Packers can falter, potentially take that first overall seed in that coveted first-round bye. Mad Money Mike, the Ravens, at home with Lamar Jackson at this point, I would say questionable or probable to play this weekend. Ravens are three and a half point underdogs and the over under is 46.5. So I, I know you don't like Matt Stafford, but I know you don't like the Ravens either. Mad Money Mike, who are you taking on this one? 
Oh, I'm taking the Rams at minus three and a half. And I want to do a preemptive lock of the week call. I don't know what your lock of the week is, but I'm telling you right now, this bet will not lose. This bet will not lose. This bet will not lose. This is this is just a, this is an impossible situation for the Ravens. the The Rams' defense is finally peaking. Uh, they, you know, they they struggled, you know, mightily in that uh, in that second third of the season. They started to to get it together, and now they're peaking. And there is just nothing that the Ravens will be able to do offensively. It's going to be – I like the under. I might take the under as a lock. Either way, it doesn't matter. Rams minus three and a half. The under I like as well, but Rams minus three and a half is is possibly the lock of the year. I got to say, I, I love that pick as well. Even if Lamar comes back, he did not look good before he got injured. Um, it's it, – it's not a time to to try and buck trends here in the last couple of weeks. You're talking about a team on a four game win streak versus a team on a four game losing streak. So I'm with you, Mad Money Mike. Let's make some money on the Rams. Hey yo! All right, next game we are heading into Dallas. The Cardinals are taking on the Cowboys. So continuing, you know, talking about teams. On different trajectories, the Cardinals are ten and five, but on a three-game slide, heading into Dallas to take on the eleven and four Cowboys on a four-game winning streak. Cowboys at home, five-point favorites. Fifty-one is the over/under. Mad Money Mike, when I say it out loud to myself like that, and we kind of bashed the Cardinals on the last pod, five points doesn't seem like a lot. Last night the Cowboys really blew up the Washington football team. I think they posted 56 points. Why should we not take the Cowboys and give those five points? Just because it seems too obvious. It seems too obvious. That's the only answer to the question. You know, it's like Cowboys defense playing great. Cardinals just an absolute dumpster fire. Cowboys offense finding its footing. You know, the Washington football team has a decent defense. Now, again, there's a lot of different COVID things going on. It is it is difficult to do the look back and say because of then this, you know, because of the way they performed in however many games in the past is now what somehow applies to how this next game is going to go. COVID only makes that even more difficult. Um, but, man, you know, I hate I hate that we're here. We are we're about to take three favorites in a row. Um but it's late, and it just is what it is. And this is the gun to the head segment, man. You know, I'm not trying to take a bullet on a Monday night. You know, I got to go with the Cowboys minus five. All right. So we are three for three so far, Mad Money Mike. That's not good. What are you talking about? Last week, we were on the same page for a lot of things as well, and uh, it worked out It worked out great. So I, I'm optimistic here. I tell you no, what, let's, I move, too, man. let's move to the Monday night football game closing out week 17 afc north potentially irrelevant battle between the browns and the steelers all right so the browns are seven and eight on a two-game losing streak heading into pittsburgh to take on the seven seven and one steelers on a one-game losing streak steelers at home three-point underdogs the total is a whopping 41, which is pretty low. Mad Money Mike, I got to say, I hate the Steelers, but if there's one thing the Steelers are good at, it is playing good defense versus marginal offenses. 
And I think the Browns are that marginal offense. So I'm kind of leaning the Steelers here. Now, this is a gun to the segment, gun to the head segment. So I'm going to need you to help steer me straight. This is impossible. Okay. First of all, ESPN already announced that this is their lowest ratings ever for a Monday night football game. It hasn't even happened yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is. This is just an embarrassment. They should have rearranged the schedule. They should have done something. I don't know what they should have done. They why can't you just bump another team to Monday night? Just tell the Steelers Browns like sorry, you don't you like you don't qualify. You like you're gonna play on Sunday instead, and you like give it to someone else because this is horse man. This is BS. So, anyways, with that, yeah, dude, this is like this doesn't even deserve a toilet flush. Does a does a porta potty make a toilet flush? No, that's where this game is, man. This game is like floating in the blue stuff in the porta potty. Like this is, uh, is as bad as it gets. Um, now with that being said, let's get to the meat and potatoes here. What is going to happen? Who is going to cover? All right, the Browns. The Browns, I, the Browns can win this game by more than three points. Like, what? Are, what's the coaching going to do? Like, what's going to happen? Like, how many picks is Baker going to throw? Like, he doesn't have to throw those picks. He doesn't even need to be throwing. Like, the coaching, the combination of the coaching and the quarterbacking is, I can't. I like. I. I literally. I'm going to have to go see like a, a dermatologist for the scratching that I've done. Like the the head scratching. I'm like wearing myself. Like I'm like it's. I don't understand how it's possible that you have the running game that you do and Baker Mayfield throws four interceptions. I mean, Nick Chubb is guaranteed, like he's guaranteed to get a first down. You could pull a, you could pull a Patriots, uh, you could pull a Patriots in the rain and just like do it, just like do a running thing. Like you could have Baker throw three passes. He's throwing too much and the coaching is making that happen. Nick Chubb is generational talent and their offensive line can like do what they need to do. So the Browns can easily win this game by more than three points. Like, will they? Probably not because of all the things that I'm, like, freaking out about right now. But the Steelers are so bad. Plus, you forgot to mention that the Steelers at home, like, nothing the Steelers love more to do, love more than letting everyone down. Like, nothing like sending home a bunch of salty yinzers after watching their team lose. They're not even salty anymore. They're like, oh, that's what happens. That's Heinz Field. It's like they should rename it, like, the loser's den. Like, they love losing games at home. I hate to take a fourth favorite in a row, but because of the rushing game that the Browns have and because of how bad the Steelers have been playing, I guess I'm going to take the Browns plus three. Small units here, man. Small units here. Minus three. Browns minus three. Browns minus three. Yeah. I mean, the, the Steelers could cover easily here. This is a small units bet. I'm trying to pick a winner. It's a small units bet, but I'm going to take the Browns minus three. All right, Mad Money Mike, this is our first opportunity to take a bet to the tracker. Nice. I guess you, you want to make it 25 bucks. that's it? Yeah, this is 25 only for me. I don't even want to put any money on this, but just for the fun of it, we'll do 25 but it's it's not something I feel great about. You got to have a sprinkle on this uh, oh, yeah, for sure, irrelevant for sure. Monday night football game. Yeah, like I yeah. said in the last spot, Steelers have a 13% chance to make the playoffs, so uh, there is hope, but... Uh, yeah, this one, uh, this one is a, a five-alarm turd fire. So, all right, that is our NFL Week 17 pick for Mad Money Mike. It's time to head into our locks of the week. 
I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar rice. How much? $200? $200. No. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. All right. Locks of the week, my favorite segment. I'm pretty sure it's Mad Money Mike's favorite segment as well. I am wow. eight and Boom seven. <laughs> I'm eight and seven on the year on a two game winning streak. And my lock of the week this week, the Eagles are three and a half point favorites on the road heading into the Washington football team. The Eagles are in control of their own destiny, trying to get that seventh and final playoff spot in the NFC. Meanwhile, the Washington football team just got trounced by the Cowboys and they're chances at making the playoffs at six and nine they're technically still in the hunt but oh my like buy a lottery ticket because you're effectively eliminated so i see uh, i see the the washington football team hanging it up and i see the eagles continuing to improve and you know play hard and lock up a, a playoff berth give me the eagles minus three and a half in washington ayo yeah, you know, uh, you know where I'm at on this one, man. The Rams minus three and a half. I called dibs. I didn't want you trying to swoop in and steal the lock <laughs> of the week out from under me. Uh, they are they're they're a team that's. I, I went over it already. The, the defense is peaking at the right time. Uh, the the connection that Stafford and Cup have is is incredible, and in, in, in what they're able to do on offense, you know, under that coaching scheme is 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 really you know picking up steam right alongside the defense peaking. The Ravens are just – it's just not even fair. Like, it's not even fair what the Ravens have had to go through uh, between injuries and, and COVID, but mostly injuries. And just it's just such a disaster. And uh, Lamar is just throwing the ball so bad. I've never seen anything like it. It is amateur hour. His throwing is so bad. And, you know, it almost now it's kind of like a – looking back and like everything I was uh, raving about in the beginning of the year was like, Oh, he's like getting it done with his feet. He's like, I don't, I used to try to pretend that I was a pocket passer, but now I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. And now it's like, Oh, that's because like he knows he can't throw it. Like he was running so much because like, it's clear that he's having a problem throwing and it could just be people get into a slump it could be a shoulder kind of injury one of those types of things it's like a nagging type thing that we don't really actually hear about until the end of the year who knows what it is but his throwing is bad and there's no other way to say it obviously uh, their defense is is swiss cheese rave uh rams minus three minus three and a half uh it's a lock so mad money mike you are taking rams minus 3.5 and you don't care who's quarterback for the Ravens. You don't care if Lamar comes back from his ankle injury or if uh, you know Mr. Canadian Josh Johnson makes a start. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if uh, it doesn't matter if you know Drew Brees comes back out of retirement and they inject him with the the Hulk serum. It's not, it's not going to matter. Like the Ravens lose this game regardless. <laughs> Uh, if that's a slight at Drew Brees, I- I'm taking this to you in, in the post in the post pod green room. Mad Money Mike. Well, you know they, you know it. they, you know they called him. They called him. The Saints called him. He's like in Hawaii. I it was like kind of in my mind that this happened, and that's kind of why I dropped that a little bit. Like they called him and asked him, like, is there any chance that happened? <laughs> oh man, that's too much. Did they call Philip Rivers too? Is that I, I think I might have heard that too. 
I don't think he has a phone. <laughs> I know he's coaching high school football, but okay. All right, we're getting sidetracked. All right, Cheeto's anti-bet. She's five and ten on a three-game losing streak. I told her, told her, told her, seven and a half is too many points. Colts at home versus the Raiders. They're seven and a half point favorites. The Raiders, they're a hot, cold team, and you can't be giving up seven and a half when you've got uh, Carson Wentz under center. So I'm taking the seven and a half points of the Raiders. Chittam said, give me the anti-bet. Give me Colts minus seven and a half. So she's on a three-game slide, guys. So I say, uh, you know, bet the anti-bet with caution. So that is going to cover our locks of the week. All right, Mad Money Mike, let's close out this part two, season two, episode 22 with Diaper Dad Diaries. I'm going to let you take it off first. Well, we had uh, we had Christmas. Obviously, that was uh, that was the thing. And, you know, we did a little we did a little getaway. We went to a, a little vacation house for a couple nights and um you know, things are escalating quickly over here, man. I'll say that, you know, we're, we're growing up fast. Um, you know, diaper dad diary, you know, a lot of things are, are swirling around an old mad money Mike's head. You know, it's tough. It's tough going. We've got, uh, we've got a grandma in town now, so we've got, we've got help, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a nanny presence and that's been, uh, that's been huge. Um, I still feel exhausted and exasperated. So I don't know. It's like, it's funny, like, uh, you know, you've got the nanny, but it's still kind of crazy, but um, you know, I would say for the diaper dad diary, um, you know, just to kind of continue the, it's, you know, there's like this mind blowing thing happening where like all this like personality is developing. And so I think that last week, I think I talked about the, uh, the feet smelling. I think that that was kind of the thing that I went with where it's like, you got like, all she wants to do is like stick her foot up to your nose and like you smell her feet and go pee wee. And like, doesn't matter what we're doing. Like we're like talking to the neighbors or whatever. She's just like always doing that kind of stuff. So it's so funny. So you know, to kind of continue that, like she like locks in on something and like wants to just like keep doing it. Like her funniest thing to do now is like, well, there's a lot of them, but one of them is she like, she needs to like see your belly button. She's like obsessed with belly buttons. So this whole thing is like belly button, like, and like the way she says it, it doesn't sound perfect, but like, she's like, you know, it's like two B sounding different words. And, uh, and you like, you gotta like take up your shirt and you gotta like let her poke your belly button. And then you just like giggle like the Pillsbury Doughboy, And like, she thinks that's hilarious. And if like, you won't pull your shirt up, you know, she gets real pissed. And so like, you know, there's like, you know, I don't think like, I mean, you know, who knows? It's just a personal preference thing. It could be a guy girl thing, but like not everybody wants to just like whip out their belly button. And so like, you know, like grandma's in town and like, it's, you know, and it's also like winter clothes. You got like a lot of different clothes on. And so she's just like demanding belly button. Like this girl wants belly button and you better show it right now. She's like the, she's like the head honcho in like prison or whatever. And like, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta like take out belly button when she demands it or else there's like, you know, lot there's price to pay, man. And uh, and when she gets upset, she gets upset, man. So um, yeah, it's just more of that. It's just like this funny thing. Like that's just another example of where we're at right now, man. Feet smell, belly button. Uh, I'll, I'm sure next week I'll have an exact same type of thing, just like this, man. Oh man, that's hilarious, dude. So everybody's got clean belly buttons because they're all uh, could be you inspected got- at any time. Exactly, exactly. Watch up. Oh man, that's good. All right, over here we uh, we went over to see my uh, you know my parents' house. So uh, so his grandparents. We had uh, my cut co- my his cousins over in town too. My brother Nathan and, and their family. So had a great Christmas. We uh my my parents live on a golf course. So uh, 
you know, my dad has like a souped up, he's got his own golf cart that uh, is one of those golf carts. Like you look at them and be like, oh, he's one of those guys. He like bought it used or whatever. But anyway, this thing goes like 30 miles an hour. So anyway, we take nice. Kramer out onto the golf course and uh, a little bit anticlimactic with, with that uh, with that lead in. But anyway, Kramer on the golf course, got his own little baby golf clubs. Um, it was just great to be out there with him, had a good experience. He loves, uh, you know, most of the greens are slightly elevated. So him running down the hill uh, off the greens, he, he was just freaking having a blast. Um, nice. He was taking swings at the golf ball with the club. And uh, I took a little video of it. I may have to share it, but uh, it looks like he was chopping wood, but he was just having a blast doing it, yeah. riding around in the cart, you know, zipping around. We, we kept the helmet on him. So may have looked a little funny and I may be a little bit of a, you know, first time overprotective dad, but uh, Kramer had a great time. Uh, hopefully uh, a future Charlie Woods, you know, Tiger's son, Charlie is really uh a, a future golf star and so i feel like kramer could be the next charlie um anyway fingers crossed there but uh just a great experience out there having kramer on the golf course and uh having three generations of jacksons zipping around in a little golf cart uh you know having a good time was uh was, was something i wanted to share with uh with our loyal listeners dude that's amazing man that is amazing love to hear it i was gonna ask how fast uh how fast did he go when you let him drive in the golf cart. You know? Oh, of course. Of course, grandpa <laughs> let him, uh, you know, take the wheel. And that's nice. one of the reasons why I kept the helmet on him. So nice, um, nice. You know, just in case there's any sudden movements, uh, you know, couldn't, uh, couldn't be, couldn't handle that on Christmas. So yeah, had that's a great, great time. Um, but yeah, Mad Money Mike, how do you want to close out season two episodes 21 and 22? This, this half of the pod, we covered our week 17 pick four locks of the week, diaper dad diaries, Mad Money Mike. You know, it's still holiday season. Um, we've got a Vegas trip coming up in a few weeks. So um, I guess we're going to have to talk about how we're going to handle the pod there. But I'm excited, hoping we hoping we can do like a, a live pod or, you know, finally a pod where we're actually in the same room. So lots to look forward to. Uh, how do you want to close this episode out? Yeah, couldn't agree more, man. Looking forward to uh, the end of the season here. Lots of exciting storylines. Just make sure that uh, you're following us and uh, on Twitter at It's Lock Podcast. And and we still want to hear some loyal listener emails before we close this season out. We got a lot of uh, a lot of hot storylines coming down the uh, stretch of the regular season. So you know, email us at It's a Lock Podcast at gmail and just stay tuned. Stay tuned because there's a lot going on. We're hot right now. We're hot right now. There's been you know Mad Money Mike's uh, you know quote unquote lock of the weeks have uh you know have, have, have faltered a little bit but make sure that you're tuning into the entire episode and making all of the picks with us because the team is hot right now we're making money down the stretch a lot of storylines looking forward to uh to doing it again next week big bet brent it is a pleasure my man and i appreciate you and i can't wait to do it again brother excellent well said man money mike can't wait to do it again next week Guys, loyal listeners, that is going to close out It's a Lock podcast, season two, episode number 22. It's a lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.